All right, good morning. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people here, and that wasn't much of a good morning. Just try it again. Am I, am I, I didn't did it? How about now? All right. But that's why y'all couldn't hear me when I said it, right? Good morning. Now, hear that? That's a whole lot better. whole lot better. Man, just right off the top, I want to share with you, I'm excited to be here. Rosalind and I both are excited. Um, man, y'all got fancy on me. It's been a few years since I've been here, and it looks good in here. It's good to see this group of people here. A lot of familiar faces, a lot of unfamiliar faces, and what a blessing that really is. And uh, some of you are, are used to smart people like Brother Lynn. He don't need notes, all right? I think he's got an internal clock. I'm going to share something with you. Without my outline, I'll be here for hours. Because I love God's Word. You know, I, um, again, Roz and I, 60th year of an anniversary. We get to celebrate with God today. More important, we get to meet with God. You know, as we think about why we're here this morning, there's a lot of reasons, and we could spend a lot of time saying why we're here, why we've come back, why we choose to be here today. But first and foremost, let's make sure we're meeting with God today. Let's make sure that we take this time that God, God's promised He'll be here in a special way with us, right? So He's here. And we're going to talk today about a, a fellow by the name of Moses who had such a close relationship with God, and yet we're going to see, even with that close relationship with God, he needed more. He needed to be refocused. And we can, we can talk a lot about the past, but you know what? We also need to th be thinking about the future as Faith Baptist Church. You know, I, um, again, I'm honored to be here. When I think of the, the men who served before me, uh, Brother Freddie, Hey, what well, was hard coming in here and not seeing Brother Freddie? Okay. Uh, I mean, what a blessing he is. And I know a lot of his family is here this morning. We're glad to see you. Brother Robert, and uh, I, I got the chance not too long ago to pastor, and I will use the word pester his mom. <laughs> Wonderful lady. Still spry and still, she, she would call me on the phone and fuss at me every once in a while. Okay. So just wonderful memories here, a lot of wonderful things, and, and so today I ask that as we come together, I am going to um, try to figure out all the cool things we got going on here. The question for today is, where do we go from here? And we're going to seek God's glory, the idea of seeking God's glory. So we're going to be in Exodus chapter 33, starting in verse 12. It says, Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me, yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Have I got the right one up there? I do. All right. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said unto him, If your present does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, you and your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Man, thank you. You caught up with me. So the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. 
And he, that being Moses, said, please show me your glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you again for this very special time that you have allowed us to be here, Lord, to meet with you. And Lord, what a wonderful day of celebration. We've had a wonderful time of of praising your name in song. And Lord, now we come to your text. And Lord, I pray that each of us here today are open and receptive to what you would have for us today. And Lord, I pray that we would understand how important your presence is and that we will have the same desire that we wish to see your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You know, as I consider my time here at Faith Baptist Church, as I consider everything that's going on, man, there's, there's been some good times, have there not? Several of us in the, in the foyer a while ago were talking about some of the wonderful times, and we had smiles, and it was great. But let's be honest, there's been some difficult times, have there not? Some of the same people I met with in the foyer, we had tears in our eyes as we considered some of the things that we at Faith Baptist Church have been to. And as we come to this text this morning, the very same thing could have been said of Moses and the children of Israel. See, Israel had been slaves in Egypt, and Moses was, a, was actually a prince in Egypt, and for 40 years he lived as a prince in Egypt, but then he made a big mistake. He murdered a man, and it came to the attention that he had murdered a man, so he ran into the wilderness, and there for 40 years he became a shepherd. And he got very comfortable being a shepherd. Then one day God called him from that burning bush and said, God, I got, a, I got a calling for you, Moses. I want you to lead the children of Israel out of the nation of, Is, out of, the nation of Egypt. So he went. And he was faithful as he shared the word of God to Pharaoh. And eventually God saw the ten plagues on the nation of Egypt and eventually he let God's people go. And so off they went. Shortly after that, they came to the Red Sea, and you know what? That was a very difficult night. But the next day, God delivered them from the Egyptian. It was followed by a great morning. So from there, what, what they experienced, they experienced a lot of murmuring. They experienced the manna. They experienced a, a victory over the nation of the Amalekites. Moses then experienced a, a, a reunion with his family, much like what many of us are doing here today, that those that had come from Midian. God then gave Moses the details of the law. And that kind of gets close to where we are in our text this morning. While Moses was getting the details, some of the details of the law, what happened down in the camp is the people decided, Aaron, we want you to build us a golden calf. And when Moses came down from that mountain, he saw them worshiping a golden calf. Good times, bad times, comfortable times. I'm going to share something with you. When you follow God, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable times as well. It is not, our, it is not up to us to look for comfortable. It is our place to look for God's presence. And in God's presence, let me just share with you, a lot of times it's very uncomfortable. Many of you understand this. As we look around out of our world today, isn't it? It's very difficult spiritually. And as part of what we remember and what we're thinking about today is there are many of, of our people who are no longer with us. The ways of the world have overtaken them. And so as Moses comes to this place, as Moses had gotten the details of the law, as he comes down off the mountain and, and he sees what he sees and now he has this conversation with God, here's effectively 
what Moses is asking God. Where do we go from here? After all the good, after all the bad, after everything that's happened, where do we go from here? And another part of this is, are we through yet? Is this all there is to it? And as we look around today, and as we think about our world, we know the answer to that is no. Let me just share, you some, share something with you. Our world has got a lot of problems today, does it not? Let me tell you what our world needs more than anybody, anything. They need Jesus. They need churches like Faith Baptist Church to when we leave this place, when we leave these pews, that we're out there and we're sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We're not done yet. It's obvious as we look around. And that's where Moses is. Where do I go from here? What's going on? What do I do now? But through it all, Moses never forgot the purpose. Although there were times that he struggled with God's will, and he struggled with where he was in God's will. And so let's listen in today. The text today is one of the most incredible conversations between God and man in the history of the world. So let's listen in on that this morning, and I pray when we leave here this morning, we'll, we'll know the answer to that. Where do we go from here? So as we look, the very first thing that Moses, we find about Moses, he never forgets the purpose. All right, remember the purpose. First part of verse 12, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people. Moses says, I remember why you called me. And the first words were, you got to bring these people up. Faith Baptist Church. God says the same thing to you today. Bring up this people. You may say, well, who is that? To whom are we speaking of here? Of whom are we speaking? And it's the people we know, the people that are here. It's also the people out in the world that we have yet to meet that God is going to put us in front of each and every day in the coming week, and we're to share the message with them. It's those people who, when they come and they accept the Lord willingly, they, they, they're baptized and they join this church. It's the people that, that God expects us to bring up with us in the discipleship that goes on in the midst of this body. That's who the people are. We are to help bring people to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we are to help people grow that relationship with Christ as we strive together to become the disciples that God wants us to become. So the first thing relative to this question, what do I do today? Where do I go from here? Where do we go from here? We've got to remember the purpose. Faith Baptist Church, God has brought you here to lead people to a relationship with Christ. That's where we go. We cannot forget that purpose. But much like many of us, when we hear things like that, do y'all still get excuses every once in a while? Moses said, man, I got, we call them concerns, right? Not excuses, concerns. So Moses has a concern. And look what he says there in the last part of verse 12. But, this is Moses speaking to God, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet, you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. So Moses basically says, you know what? You haven't told, told me who you're going to send with me. Where is Moses? Remember, he just received the, the law of Moses. He had come down off the mountain and a lot of bad things were happening. And here's where Moses is. He feels alone. Man, I just left these guys for a few months or a few weeks and look what happened. He feels alone. He feels inferior, inferior and he's basically saying, 
I wonder, is there enough people, are there enough resources to do what God has called us to do? We get there, do we not? We feel alone. Yet Moses says, he's talking to God, so he gets real spiritual here. He says, you know what? I know what your word says. I know that you promise you're going to be with me no matter what. I know you say that that you know me, but I need to know something. Do y'all ever do that with God? I got to know something first, God. And that's what Moses does. Look at verse 13. He says, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Moses says, like, effectively, it's not just where do I go from here, but, but it's even more than that. God, I'm having a hard time understanding your will. You been there? I'm having a hard time understanding your will, and, and here's what we do, guys. Here's what we effectively say, the same thing that Moses says. And God, unless I know your will, unless I know what you want me to do, unless you give me the details, I don't know that I can really know you. I don't know that I can understand you. And then he adds, and by the way, God, we're your people. We deserve some answers. Right? We feel like that a lot of times. God, you owe me some answers. God, you owe me that I have to understand everything before I get started. God, you owe us something. See, God is a God of details. What Moses received prior to this in Exodus chapters 20 through 31, a lot of details, important details, on how the children of Israel were to live their lives and to worship their God. And we all know that God blesses preparation, God blesses plans, but what's going to happen here is Moses, God's going to show Moses that he's kind of, he's lost sight of something important. His disappointments have led to feelings of inferiority and also feelings of confusion. And so effectively, he's saying, God, where'd I go wrong? God, what's your way? God, what's your will? I don't know what I'm doing. Now, for anybody that knows me, I love the details, right? If you know me, I love to plan. I got a plan for everything. I got a plan on how to get out of here if it's fire starts, all right? So don't get in my way. I got a plan for everything. And I have to be careful of the same things Moses was getting concerned about here. And so what God does in one statement, he will convict Moses and he will refocus Moses. I pray that today, that we as God's people, it will refocus us. All right? Refocus us. And look what he says in verse 14. And God said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Yes, God is a God of details, but God's details are meant to lead you to a closer relationship with Him. Never forget this. God is more interested in a relationship with you than He is about anything that has to do with religion. God wants a relationship with you. You will not find rest. You will not find peace in a religion. You will find rest and you will find peace in a personal relationship with God. And I pray if, you've, if you don't have that relationship this morning, I pray that before you leave this place that you'll ask God to forgive you of your sins 
and that you'll trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. That's the beginning of that relationship. But for those of us that, that want to seek God's will, for those of us that may be questioning God's will, we first need to make sure we understand, I need to seek God's presence first. And so God basically refocuses him and says, you know what? All the stuff you're asking for, my presence will go with you, and that's how you're going to find rest. Now Moses gets it. And Moses gives a response that God would love to hear from us today. Verses 15 and 16. Then Moses said to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So shall we be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So if basically, here's what Moses says when he hears that. God, if your presence don't go with us, I don't want to go. Don't take me to the promised land. In that moment, as God refocuses him, Moses understands this. God, your presence is more important than my purpose. God, your presence is more important than my calling. God, your presence is even more important than all your promises. Too many times, guys, we as God's people, we're more interested in the promises of God than we are the presence of our God. I'll share something with you. I'm looking forward to heaven. How about you? But if my Lord's not there, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Ladies, I'm, I'm excited about that. But the very promises of God, they're not found in the details of the streets of gold and what the throne looks like and all those other things. The promises of God in heaven are found in the presence of the Lord. Not all the details. And here's what Moses says, Lord, if your presence is with us, it will be obvious that your grace is with us. Lord, if your presence is with us, then we will be different from everything else and everybody else out in the world. So Faith Baptist Church, let me ask you this. Individuals here today, let me ask you this. Are you living in the presence of God? That's the question. And what Moses in this text says, I, I could spend all day on this. This is why y'all want me to keep notes, because I'll stop here if you don't watch me. Okay? Here's the thing. If we're interested in God's presence, and if that's really what we want, how comes I've visited a lot of churches in the last few years, and it amazes me why God's churches today are trying to outworld the world. Isn't that what's happening all over? We're trying to outworld the world, and it's crazy ridiculous. I'm going to share something with you. My purpose is not to make the world a better place for sinners to go sin in. My purpose is to bring as many people as close to Jesus as I can so that they can find a personal relationship with him. And my purpose is then, when I have opportunities like this, to share my Jesus in such a way that maybe they will walk closer with Jesus than they have in the past. It is not to make this world a better place for sinners to sin in. And in this moment, Moses gets it. Do you? Faith Baptist Church, do we get it this morning? And as Moses realizes this, he gets a response from God that we should be looking for today. Look at verse 17. So the Lord said to Moses, 
I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And here's how God responds. I'll go with you. My presence will be with you. See, your desire for a close relationship with God ensures his presence. You, you know what? You've you, you got to want a relationship with God if you're going to have it. Your, your desire for a close relationship with God will ensure his grace, and it will also ensure that God knows you by name. See, it's not about religion. It's not about the law. It's not about church. It's all about Jesus. Just let me share something, though. If you are walking with Jesus, you will be in a church. If you are walking with Jesus, you will be in the Word of God. And it won't be just a passing thing that you do. You will love the Word of God more than you love anything else in the world. If you have a close relationship with Jesus, you will be leading others to a, to a relationship with Jesus. Not because you have to, though but because you love Jesus. Because you want to be where Jesus is and you want, to be what Je you want to be doing what Jesus is doing. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what my Lord is doing today. You will do these things. And then Moses says something. Y'all remember Bill Simmons? Yeah. He used to say this. I've stolen it from him. I'm sure he stole it from somebody else, but I give him credit because that's what I heard it all the time. He said... I just want to make God smile. Y'all remember that? Moses says something that makes God smile. If you can imagine God talking with Moses in this little bit of a debate, and Moses now says something that makes God smile. Look at verse 18. And he said, please, please show me your glory. Moses, a man who spoke with God as you and I are speaking today, he wants more now than just being in God's will. Here's what he says. God, show me your glory. God, I want to experience you. I want to experience not just you. I want to experience all of you today. Right now. I want to be in your presence. And I believe it makes God smile. And as God responds to Moses, he first says in verse 19, he gives us three things that we need to pay attention to. Then God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. He basically says three things to Moses in this point. He, three things that we need to understand. How do I know if I'm in the presence of God today? First of all, God's presence will go before you. Eventually, that's going to go. There we go. God's presence will go before you. When you're in the presence of God, he says, God will go before you. Second thing he says here, not only that, but God will proclaim his name before you. For those of you that have been regularly sharing the gospel, you've seen this before. Have you ever been to a spot and you shared Jesus and it was like, man, they've been waiting to hear that. Now, if you're like me, sometimes you go home and tell, how good, tell, tell your wife how good, man, I, I was wonderful today. They were all there, all right? Let me share something with you. That's God going before you. That's God preparing the hearts of people before you. 
And then the third thing he says, those to whom you are sent to serve will make decisions. He says it this way in the word of God. He will have compassion on whom he has compassion. He will have compassion on those who make the right decision about Jesus. He will not have compassion on those who reject Jesus. So here we go, guys. The, the people will be making decisions, but they may not always be right. It is not our place to make people make the right decisions. It's our, our place to present Jesus before people into a point where they have to make a decision about Jesus. So how do we know that this made God smile? Look at verse 20. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. So God basically says, you know what, Moses, you just asked me for something that's not possible. It's not possible in the existence of Moses at this time. No mortal man can see the face of God and live. The only time we're going to be able to do that is when we're transformed into glory. I'm going to get to do that one of these days, but I can't do it right now. And you'll say, well, that's kind of a strange way to answer. But God doesn't leave Moses by himself. God actually now tells Moses there is a way for you to experience God's glory. Okay? Look at verse 20, uh, 21. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand up on a rock. God basically tells you this morning, there's a place right beside him. And he wants you to stand upon a rock. And you may say, what in the world does that mean? I encourage you to look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Speaking of these very people, and it says, And they all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And who was that rock? And that rock was Christ. And so God goes on as he speaks to Moses, and he continues to talk about that, in verse, starting in verse 22. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then will I, will I take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Here's what he says. Here's what God says to us. God wants his glory to pass before you today. Do you believe that? He does. And as he passes by, in this text, he says, you know what? As I pass by, I'll show you my grace. And I'll show you more of Jesus than you've ever seen before. And you'll see people making decisions about Christ. Because you're standing on the rock. God has you in the cleft of the rock, his son, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we see the effects of that all around us, do we not? Faith Baptist Church, as we celebrate 60 years, your history screams of God's glory, does it not? And while you continue to serve, where does God want to put you? He wants to put you in the cleft of the rock. And he wants to cover you there with his hand while he works. And it's in this way that God will demonstrate his presence in an incredible way each and every day. I'm reminded of a text in the book of John. John chapter 14 and verse 9. Jesus is in his last night. And he's 
He's telling his disciples, I'm going to go away. But then he also tells them throughout the night that it's expedient for him to go away and that he's going to the Father. And, and eventually, Philip says, you know what, Jesus? Show us the Father. If you'll just show us God, what did Moses, God, I want to see what? I want to see all of you. These men had been walking with Jesus, and what do they want to see? They wanted to see more of God. Not a bad request. And so Philip says, it'll suffice us if we can see the Father. And listen to what Jesus said unto him. Have I been with you so long, and you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Here's what God is telling Moses. Here's what God is telling us. When we walk with Jesus, we'll experience the presence of God. When we walk as He walks, when we go where He goes, we will experience the presence of God and God's glory will shine all around us. So where do we go from here today? Where do we go from here? Faith Baptist Church, follow God's presence. That's what God wants. How do we know it's His way? Because you'll find His grace is there. You will find that Jesus is being glorified, not us. The last person you need to glorify today is this old idiot. The last people we need to glorify today are our brother, brother Lynn and, and, and brother Todd. The last people we need to glorify today are each other. We need to be celebrating God today. Because we've seen His glory. How will you know that God's glory is with you? People are making decisions about Jesus, whether right or wrong. Now, Moses started out this conversation disappointed, unsure of what God's will is for him, and basically says, God, before I can really know you, i got to know your will. Right? Have we been there? That's what he said. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. As we get ready to close. It says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and what? And his ways past finding out. Moses said, I got to know your way. Remember that? But what does this verse tell us about his ways? Are we ever going to understand God's ways? It's time we quit trying to negotiate that with God. And it's time we desire His presence more than our understanding of what God's will is. I'm going to share something I see all over. There are a lot of people looking for God's will, but there are very few people out there actually doing what God wants them to do. Because that's one of the biggest concerns. Remember Moses' concern? What's the other word for that? Excuse. God, I don't know where to go. Right? God, I can't understand you, so how can I go with you? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand my God, and I am so thankful I don't understand God. His ways are past finding out. And that's what Moses learned. He learned that when I'm in the presence of God, then 
He'll take me in His will. When I'm in the presence of God, doing the same things that Jesus does, then I will see the effect of God all around Him. See, that's what God wants. He wants you to be with Him at all times. My friends, do you even know Jesus Christ this morning? If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have no relationship with God. And I know that's not a very popular political thing to say. There's only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No person comes to the Father, to God, but through Him. Has there ever been a time in your life where God convicted you of your sin and you knew it was God? And as God convicted you, you fell on your knees or you prayed to God and said, God, please forgive me of my sins. And then you also understood that's why Jesus came. In my sins, I cannot go to heaven. In my sins, I cannot see God. But God had a plan for me. He had a plan for you, his son, Jesus Christ. And God sent him to this earth. And Jesus lived a life that I could not live. A life of sinless perfection. But then, Jesus gave his life. He did not deserve to die. But the Bible said he gave his life for me. And he gave his life for you. That if you'll confess your sins in repentance and believe with all your heart that Jesus died for you, you'll be saved. Now, I did that when I was nine years old. For those of you that know me, you've heard this before, sorry. Nine years old, I was in a vacation Bible school classroom. For the first time in my life, that hit me like a, like a load of bricks. In the back of that room, I told Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And I believe that Jesus died for me. And I believed it like I'd never believed anything in my life. And you know what God did? He saved me right there. I have a birthday, September 26, 1966. That's when I was born on the earth. Where do we go from here? We get into the presence of God with His Son, Jesus. We don't worry about all the excuses. We just trust Him. Faith Baptist Church, that's what faith is. I wish I could tell you all the answers. Don't have it. God does. Follow Him. Whatever it means for you today as an individual, do not leave this place until you get that right in your life. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you so very much for your presence here this morning. Lord, we, we thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the salvation that's available in him. Lord, if for that one right now that you are right now working with, that, that burden is heavy upon their hearts right now, and they know it's you. The weight of their sins is upon them so strongly. They know it's you. Lord, I pray that right now they'll understand that, that you're doing that because you love them. And Lord, you want to save them. Lord, I pray that nothing will stop them 
from repenting of their sins and trusting in Jesus Christ. And I lift up these wonderful believers here in Faith Baptist Church. This church means so much to me and I am so thankful for it. And Lord, I pray that you would, would touch each one of them. Lord, I pray that we would open ourselves before you and be open. We'll be honest with you and with ourselves. And Lord, for those places where we need to make changes in our life, Lord, I pray that we will quit making excuses. And Lord, we'll just trust you and we'll turn those things over to you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for this wonderful church. Lord, I ask that you work in mighty ways through it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.